right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. Average person is being capable of to be able to process the amount of information thrown at a person on a daily basis and to do it with accuracy is a m- massive a menial task. It's not a big task, but it's just enough effort where if you're not a psycho, you really you you could be just walking around not understanding half of the things happening in the world. And that is the case for a Pareto principle of Americans. I'll go so far as to say that I don't understand 98% of the things that are going on. Going on on a daily basis. Yeah, certainly yeah. on my timeline. I don't, I just. You cannot be tasked to discern facts from fiction anymore. Yeah. We're talking about uh, AI okay. uh, on the podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> We're talking about AI on the podcast today. Let's do like a California style <laughs> intro. <laughs> what is that? Everyone turn on your NPR never heard, voice. Yeah, though. right. You're, exactly. You've never <laughs> yes, you've been you've never had the privilege of listening to an NPR podcast car. That's how they start all of it. It starts with a fade in, but then at some point the fade in fades out and a new fade in comes in and, and it's they, the host who's already talking going, "Today we're talking with Jim Dingle about uh, Jim Dingle about <laughs> <laughs> non-binary pronouns, wow. things like that." Yeah. Um, it's, I love the NPR voice. It's great. Me too. I, I do, do too. I, I hate like NPR that. on many levels, but I, but the, their yeah, soothing the voice is funny. Certainly. So great. soothing. They're yeah. talking about, <laughs> talking about a woman being raped to death with a knife and it's delivered to you in this, in this airport voice. And you're like, wow, that actually sounds fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very strong opinions about this. Yeah. We were, yeah, I think we I were go talking go about AI car. Okay. I'm an expert, as you know. I've got some history here. Sure. I may bring it back. I feel like my uh, yeah, task what, was accomplished. Well, you um, know, and I'm not going to go into specifics here, but what what do you feel that that was that it's been accomplished? We've moved past a it. Massive or do you think, success. Well, I believe already. It was a massive success. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, now, I are you going to revive it or? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about reviving it recreationally. I now. miss it. Great. Yeah, I'm thinking I about think reviving it recreationally. Do, actually, um, I so I have had some time to experiment with AIs and, and and not just that but I've been looking around the AI space for a long time and when I say AI I mean AI content creation because um, that's the most fascinating thing to me because it's illusion magic basically if we found out it's illusion magic AI I, I for get, I am yeah I ex- exactly mm-hmm. I I can I can create any compelling story or, or any any face that I want. So we were talking about because I saw this, and it was very frustrating. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Twilight series, as you know, Car. We, you and I we've had many late night conversations about the Twilight series and our many. favorite characters and whether or not we're Team J- Edward or Team yeah. Jacob. Team is Jacob. The other one. Team Jacob. <laughs> and so we've talked a lot about this, and I found a tweet on, on my timeline. Don't know how it got there. Certainly not because I'm following a lot of Twilight-related things. But um, someone posted, hey, I used an AI to create what the characters from the Twilight books look like. So here it is. So you know how I do the thing with my AI where I have the face generated so he like looks legit? Well, somebody described to an AI what, you know, the main vampire guy from the Twilight series looks like. And the AI spat out an image and hint, hint, it looks a lot like the character from the movie. So I I feel like they didn't actually do what they said they wanted to do here and they did something different. They just cheated. But basically they spat these images out 
and there were Car Camp, but there were five hundred and twenty-seven thousand likes on this post, Whoa. something like that, some big amount. And a lot of people in the comments were like, "Oh my God, that does look like the character from the book." <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'm scrolling through this flat, hundreds of comments on this bewildering post bewildering. about these characters. We'll circle back that to that word a little we, bit later. I've been using it a few times. You noticed yeah, yeah, I've used oh, it a yeah, few yeah. times in the yeah, past. Yeah, no, yeah. And we'll come, we're going to come back to that. When, as soon as I wrestle the, the powers of control off of this podcast from Bird, we're going to come back to that that exact word later. That was foreshadowing. <laughs> I, I, you know, all right. To cut to the chase. A lot of people were, how do I say, taking as a fact what the AI did. Okay. A, a lot of people were saying things, puzzling things like, that does look more like the character from the book than the movie. You know, yeah, so like siding with the AI Yeah, that make because it, of a description creating their own reality based on the AR or, or adopting a new reality based on the AI that boom, you got it right yeah. there. That, that is what I saw. And I saw it with pause. Do you remember the other thing that I saw? Cause I don't even remember it now. Cause I'm thinking of a do dozens of times when this has happened. Uh, we were talking about twilight and For a we long were time talking about, Oh Jesus. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah, the Jesus, Jesus our Lord and Savior. There was, uh, um, th and this gets bandied about. There's another phrase for you, Car. Mm. Every now and again, somebody goes, You know, Jesus wasn't white. Hello. And every person who's heard that before goes, That's true. And nobody who, who has not heard it before. So nobody says anything else. But it keeps coming back. <laughs> and in that span, we got a, uh, from like, it was retweeted by like National Geographic and like these insane sources, which I know are just run by 20 year olds who spend most of their day jerking off at the computer screen instead of doing their job. Hopefully. But these, the even Twitter seems to like produce consensus thinking. And they, like National Geographic's retweeted this tweet where a person took an obviously just art breeder, AI generated face which you insert a face and then it kind of changes it a little and another face comes out or you, you put in a description of like uh just terms blackface you I've seen it. Well, I, you well could, I'll show you some yeah. images. I'll show you some images. Cause I fed Justin Trudeau and blackface to it. And it does create some interesting things on the other <laughs> end. Back to what I was saying that creates the face the guy posts it and goes archeologists. Because I've seen the style of the picture before. I know it came from this stupid program anybody can use and not from archaeologists. Can I just say that I, would, that I would like to have been there in the room with you as those two neurons connected? <laughs> <laughs> I have the capacity for AI, and I also have a picture of blackface Justin Trudeau as those two neurons collided in your, in your <laughs> Italian skull. <laughs> Man, I would have been like to be there. That would be great. I, I, well, it, it, I loved it from the start, man. I've, I've loved it from the start. The Well, anyway, the guy posts archaeologists have recently recreated an image of Jesus's face. <laughs> And it was like just some Arab guy. Like it was just. <laughs> it like vaguely looks like Saddam Hussein. Yeah, it, it did. Yes, if you're remembering the correct one, it did vaguely oh, look like Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, it looked like Osama bin Laden. Or Osama, a lot. yeah, 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 yeah. It did look a lot like Osama bin yeah. Laden. So you are remembering the one that mm -hmm. I'm talking yeah. about. Well, that went so super viral, and, and really only because there's a lot of people who, for some reason, are fascinated by engaging in the, you know, Jesus wasn't white discourse, yeah. as if all of America is Mormon or so, something. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, it's I, You I want to pursue, it, bring, bring back the word bewildering. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a great place. Boom, right there. Yeah. Foreshadowed. That's foreshadowing number two. <laughs> um, but yeah, they take it as fact, and then there's people in the comments, thousands of comments pouring in, going, that's that's my Jesus right there. That's him. That's my guy. That the exact a one. 
that one right there produced by this Chinese program is the one that I believe really is what he looked like. That The problem is, Carr, for me, that people that are already, because of the death of God, believe that science has the answers, right? Mm-hmm. They believe that AI is science or something like that. Like, AI is doing this thing that science did to God where it's eating it and then most bewildered people look at it and go, that's God. And then now AI, a subset of a scientific field, is going to eat all of science and become the truth. That's my forecast. We're going to have AI literally creating the truth for us. I've predicted this for years. Um, and I'm going to keep predicting it. So that's my big conundrum, my big latest apocalypse car that I've been ruminating on as I uh, uh, tell people what to do in my new job role. I, okay. I yell at people and I tell them, do this. And then I think about AI uh, uh, collapsing humanity as we know it. How you feeling, car? Bewildered. <laughs> Pulse check. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm feeling good. Feeling, feeling, feeling very good. You know, great. You know, when you go on, you, when you start to get it into the minute plus I'm on the excited. rant, a lot of times I, I, you know, I start to fade, but I'm coming back, baby. I'm swimming to the surface. I'm gulping air. I'm glad. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a lot of stuff on the, on the docket here that I'm very Do excited you? to talk about. So oh, is yeah. the meta- Hold on. Just for my own clarification here, is the metaphor that you're drowning in Bird's monologue? Uh, Swimming back to the surface, looking for air. I should, I should get time on this thing yeah. for a monologue. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We should, us. we should allocate ten minutes for your... of every podcast for me to do a monologue. We, we pretty much do, Bird. Things I entertain myself <laughs> with as I cloud gaze and don't yeah. work. <laughs> yes, that, I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's essentially what this podcast is. So. <laughs> it was really bad when I got the microphone in front of a window. It got yeah. really oh, bad. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that it, it it foretold things to come. As soon as I saw yeah. your new setup on video in Miami, I was like, okay, uh, I know, I know where we're it. going here. Yeah, yeah, we're going to strange places so, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Do we have uh, I can't more? believe you're telling me that you have not on that, sir. I think <laughs> okay. I'm left on for this week. <laughs> Tie that up. In a <laughs> judging by the pulse, judging by the four seconds of silence I got when I finished, I think I'm done for this week. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Goodness gracious. Well, I've got a, I've got a couple of things that I'm really excited to talk about because they're like, yeah, you were super hyped about this one. Yeah. Car. Well, uh, I well, there's there's two that I'm really hyped about. One that you may know about. One that you may not know about. Actually, both because I think I was texting you about one of them, but you didn't respond to any my text uh or <laughs> what oh that's true yeah, yeah um I so i don't know which one we want to start with but but very busy over yeah. at the yeah oh, i'm sure yeah 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 this slack jaw looking out the window thinking about uh you know ai <laughs> eating science or whatever AI. the hell you're talking about earlier <laughs> just real busy it's got a lot of going on <laughs> at least you were listening <laughs> yeah. i catch bits and pieces man <laughs> catch bits and pieces let's go Oh, dude. So I had a listener reach out to me on DM um, and (laughs) updated me on the existence of a new podcast, which is uh, so for the longtime listeners, you may remember a long, long time ago, I had noted this is in the real early days, um, how I had started watching uh, this show on like Sunday morning, you know, broadcast television called the inspectors. And I watched it because it was so outrageous that I just didn't even really understand what it was about. The inspectors was a, uh, was a show or it still airs to my knowledge is a show on broadcast television. I can't remember CBS or NBC, you know, whatever, one of those broadcast stations uh, that highlights the uh, accomplishments and the challenges of the uh, postal inspect, inspection service which is as far as i can tell sort of like the an fbi within the postal service that investigates mail fraud um which seems like a you know if you find yourself saying that's that seems like an, a really odd topic for a television series that would broadcast on sundays then yes you're you're not alone it does seem like a very odd topic uh, flash forward, maybe a hundred episodes later, we had someone, I, I don't even remember who we had on. We were talking about it. Oh no, maybe it was you bird that had uncovered. Oh, who, what, 
what was uncovered? I think we simultaneously had uncovered it at different it, points. It in our came lives. out in some batch of leaked or or um. Uh, oh my God! FOIA yes. requested documents. Yes, we were talking. Yeah, well, they were going to defund. The, this was back during the conversation. Uh, hey, we should defund the post office. Yes, that co- that gets trolleyed around every year. Yeah, or they two, paraded and, around. Every and now. we were there. Yeah, and they we f- figured out. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. Sixty million dollars went to this show, the inspectors. And yes, either you or Aaron was like. Oh, I watched that before. It was and, me. And it was you, okay. Yes, I watched it. I, I tell you, the first time I watched it, I was at a bachelor party down here in Texas before I had moved here. And Wait, I was meeting some people. a bachelor party? What's that? You were watching this at a bachelor party? I was watching it on Sunday morning yeah, after everybody stayed up all night. Some people may have been perform- uh, uh, participating in performance-enhancing drugs. And so everybody Viagra? was just... Uh, well, you know, don't rule anything out. Uh, so we were all just like flopped on the couch on a Sunday morning and we couldn't figure out how to change the channel because we were in an Airbnb. So it was just on like CBS or whatever the network was. And that's all we had, but we needed something. We needed a life raft because all of us were feeling like absolute dog shit. And so the inspectors came on and I was watching it and I was like, this is absolutely nuts. Like, I don't even really understand what this show is. So then I would continue. I continued watching it because I'm very curious, you know, and, and, uh, so I, you know, I watched it for like a year or two, and uh, you know that went on, and uh, and then in that episode we found out through this FOIA request or leaked documents or whatever that there had actually been an amount of money that was allocated uh, through some bill, I guess, for I don't know how they classified Wasn't it. Wasn't it season two of this show? Yeah, or no, like I think that? it was the, sh- the show in general, just to create it. Like, uh, to, to, like it was. Just oh yeah. Pork- this show Pork was Barrel. massively expensive. Yes, it was incredibly expensive. If you watch it, it's and, insane. You know, so the, the main uh, character is like in a wheelchair. I, I don't even really understand what he's doing. I don't understand. I, he's like arguably in college, but also working as an inspector. I don't know. The whole thing's nuts. Um, and one of the, one of them has a shark as a hand or something like that. Uh, I think you're thinking of a different show, but this one like basically takes place in a in a, in a mail room or so. Or, I don't know in in a college maybe. I, I'm not sure. I, that's the, the other thing. It's like my brain like goes into weird. It takes like, place at the postal army office. Their military. It's like their police unit, like you said. They're where they're armed and they go and they like solve that. mail crimes. Well. <laughs> A uh, listener DM'd me. Yeah, no, it's it's totally. Imagine if somebody told you that was their job. I'm a male cop. Yeah, I'd be like, you're a homo. (laughs) The military police, but they're making sure letters go to the wrong house. Do they take the mail so fucking so seriously? seriously? Yeah, it's great in this country. So, well, can I rant one more time for one second? You probably experienced this too. Anybody who's lived in a co-op or an apartment, I went to get my mail. And the mail lady's down there. She's got the whole mail thing open. She's slotting them into different pe- apartment slots, putting the mail in. And I go to grab mine, and she goes, oh, you can't do it until I'm done. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, that's my mail right there. Yeah. And she goes, no, well, I have to close the lock, and then you got to unlock your mailbox and get your mail that way. You can't get your mail this way. And I didn't fight with her because I didn't, she had a gun, so I didn't fight with her. But... <laughs> <laughs> and, and you but know I'm what and she's probably right bitch she's probably right there is probably some insane legal statute where a like million. if she doesn't have that thing locked and you have physically put your finger to the outer edges the atomic edges of that envelope okay. you could be you know mandatory minimum 10 years uh, yeah, and it's the what's so frustrating though is that just like the tsa people these folks get off with their authority. Yeah. 100% like they do. So they, uh, a, a listener DM me the existence of a USPS podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I've listened to all the episodes and it's outrageous. Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> so, like I, did, I didn't get a chance to listen to any of them. So yeah, the, what is it? What uh, is it? What's the vibe? Uh, dude, it's it's literally just these two people that clearly got hired by the post office and they probably went to their management and said, hey, podcasts are new. Um, the post office we think is cool because we work here. We're thinking about making a podcast. 
about the post office. And then the manager was like, sure, let me go to the federal government and give you $60 million to do a shitty podcast. It's probably <laughs> ah! Yeah. So I don't know exactly how many million dollars they got for it. It's just flopping around on the floor right now. Oh, it's, it is so easy to get money from the government. Dude, it's crazy. So I don't know how much money. <laughs> I don't know how much money they got for this, but I have no oh. idea. But yeah, they've, they've put out like 16 episodes and they're just insane. Like, is it an ongoing it, show? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The name of it is Mailing It! Exclamation <laughs> point. 60 million. So, yeah. so, I, so I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we came up with like a counterpunch podcast and we would release, we would release an episode right after they do in response to it. And ours would yeah. be mailing it in. Exclamation oh, point. That's great. I was, you know, we could call our fans. I the like mail chimps. The mail chimps. <laughs> We need a new podcast logo. We got to do an episode oh, mail, mailing man. it in. Yeah, I feel like that would where be Where we great. just wait and where we just torch them, right? Yeah, exactly. Where it's just, just a roast. fucking shit all over them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Yeah. I'll give you a couple of the uh, the uh, let's do that. titles of these episodes. Just give you an idea, like like Paz wow. was saying, the vibe. Um, and what's it go. called again? The mailing it? Mailing it! Exclamation point. Okay. Right. Now, interestingly enough, I have been fascinated with the mail and particularly the history of the mail in the United States. Uh, my first book report that I remember ever writing was about the Pony Express. This was probably in fourth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's interesting. So, okay, so you've been in it for life. Huh, mailing it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, I'm going to listen to, I'll listen to three episodes. Well, I DM'd three. you one that you need to listen to because Okay, it's, you want me to listen to one? Yeah, well, at least one. Uh, I D, I'm pretty sure I DM'd or texted it to you, but there's one, I guess, I don't know what, if the head guy from the U.S. Post Office, he sounds like a New York criminal, like Fauci does. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> like, you would just, like, at, like there's York insane criminal. parts of it that you would just eat up, Bird. Like, I mean, you would love okay. it. All right, I'll yeah. listen to it and we'll do a review of it in the, in their style, I guess. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Maybe we can do some over the line stuff about this too, because this is it's it's just you know if something like this exists, something else needs to counter exist against it, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and we could be those people. Sure, that sounds good. I I just hate the idea that there even is a podcast. And now is this podcast the official? As far as I can tell, post office podcast. As far as I can tell, I mean they have the official. Do they people identify on there. as the post office podcast. The yes, they do. It I says mailing it, not any others. Mailing it, the official USPS podcast. Now, the granted, official. we could. Yeah, I mean, so what if these guys are just fucking around? If they were, yeah. What no. if everybody they brought on is not who they say they are? We got the head of the USPS guy comes in uh, hey it's not him it's not that guy they made it's clearly up. not him he like doesn't even speak do you, english <laughs> do you know for sure this isn't a, another one of these elaborate pranks like the wiki i, <laughs> I guess i don't birdo i guess we should get the we should get the guy on yeah we should get the chief of the mail on yeah mail chief a lot to say might have a lot to say so what, what else I you feel got? like I'm going to have a stroke over here just thinking about people getting paid to make a fucking post office podcast. Yeah, yeah, you've been really struggling with this one. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That sucks. So This has got to be fake. Uh, it's it, not, unfortunately. It cause. has to be fake. No. Because if we take this as not just real but also genuine, there's no hope left for the world. I think Does this thing right. get more than ten downloads a month? I have no idea. I, I don't know how to so look that many. up. I mean, I think it's, it's got, a lot it, of like. Well, it's gotten <laughs> like it's gotten sixteen downloads a month for me because there's sixteen episodes and it's May. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Pause. Uh, our next. I'm keeping them on the radar. Yeah, I think we should. You know, friends close, enemies closer, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, our next uh, topic of conversation is going to be something that I'm very excited to bring to TLE because this is just classic, classic fat cast material again. 
this happened on last Thursday, Bird. Oh, this was very puzzling. Yes. <laughs> uh, the longtime listeners will remember that we do something or we used to do something in the very, very early days, like early, like first 10 episodes, 20, 30 episodes. We did uh, Todd takes. And this was our our review of our friend of the show, Todd Hagopian's uh, tweets. Um, I don't know if I should intro why we would do that um, and or, or just read through this because <clears throat> I, a lot of people don't know. I think we ought to. A okay. lot of people came on after the, the Todd craze. Um, quite simply put, uh, we, we, we covered – Todd would have takes like, I'm, I'm one of those guys who believes in freedom. And it would, <laughs> and it would leave you going, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Todd would tweet something like, if you have a problem – with um, bad behavior, it, it, it's because of the school system. And you'd be like, true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's, it, Todd cultivates, uh, um, I believe, Carl, you want to throw that word out one more time? Yeah, bewildering. A bewildering aura. <laughs> yes, yes. And he's a smart guy, and we love – actually, we love the guy. He's the only uh, 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 other account that the official TLE podcast account follows other than the hosts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we love the guy. He's one of the best. He, he's the reason why we took off, thanks to some help from other friends. Um, Todd was the basis of the first uh, basically inside joke. Yeah, um, he, so yeah we, he was. We yeah. love the guy. But he has the power – to perplex. <laughs> yes. And boy, does he flex it. Perplex. And, and literally, I want him to keep doing it because it's what I, and I love about him. But yeah. it does leave you a little perplexed. Mm-hmm. So with that, Carr, what have we got? So we had a tweet. You know, I was scrolling the timeline and I saw a tweet and I read it. I probably read through it about ten times. And I just, I, I could not make sense of the tweet. <laughs> We're gonna do workshop this on air. Yeah, and <laughs> Todd, now, Todd is gonna be so annoyed with us. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, and it's not meant that way. But I, I, I couldn't. I just, I didn't get it. And part of it, as was, is revealed later in the thing, is like there was a there was like something trending on Twitter that I just didn't know about. So like that kind of hurt my uh, chances. Oh, really? It was just a, a thing we didn't understand, huh? Well, it was a thing that I didn't understand. Pause understood it. Pause explained it to me. But yeah, okay. All that aside, this this section is going to be. Do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, probably two or three years ago, when Hillary Clinton posted that, or there was a picture of like clearly not Hillary Clinton next to like I don't know Bill Gates. Yes. Like yeah, I don't remember who it was. Porpoise face. Yeah. <laughs> demon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and we and you and me were texting back and forth, and then we read that on the air. This is going to be kind of like yes. that. Yes. Um, now, <clears throat> when I posted this tweet in the TLE chat. And all the active participants, the people that were there in the chat at the time, were me, Bird, and Paz. So it's fortuitous that both of all of all three of us are on right now. I'm going to do my best to capture the tone, and I, like a lot of this, we're all DMing at the exact same time, so it's coming in kind of you know choppy. So I'm going to do my best to try to like consolidate consolidate thoughts. But first, I'm going to read Todd Hagopian's tweet, and this is the tweet that I saw that I said. I need to copy and paste this into the DM and see if somebody can... And leave a moment of silence after you read it so people can hear it and think about it because maybe other people won't miss this the way we did. I'm going to read it. I'm going to leave a little bit of moment of silence and I'm going to read it again. Okay. May 12th. Libertarian Chief Tug Hagopian tweets, If you see a starving teenager with $100 but no restaurants are open... Do you hand him a recipe for a grilled cheese or hand him directions for a free nutritious sandwich 120 miles away? <laughs> that is the equivalent of the feds being so scared to promote homemade formula recipes. Okay, here it is again. If you see a starving teenager with $100, but no restaurants are open, do you hand him a recipe for a grilled cheese or hand him directions for a free nutritious sandwich 120 miles away. That is the equivalent of the feds being so scared to promote homemade formula recipes. I see this tweet, and I'm like, well, I don't even really get it. Like, I I don't even really know what he's talking... I have no idea what he's talking about. So I copy and paste it into the CLE chat, and 
one second, 1. 1.0 seconds after I taste, <laughs> I taste it and your bird just says, yes. <laughs> and I say, what does this even mean? And you go, dude, I was about to post that. And I go, LMAO. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck does that mean? Dude, I swear I just saw it and it's in my clipboard. Absolutely unreasonable analogy. <laughs> Here I go. I literally don't understand it. I've read it 10 times. <laughs> bird neither do i man the numbers are arbitrary but not enough <laughs> i also like as we go through this i like everybody has different problems with it. yes yeah we all we so, all read it friend we're like i'm confused yeah but for areas. completely different reasons <laughs> so then i go does the teenager have the money <laughs> pause being the voice of reason <laughs> comes in with a i like that you intro this with guys <laughs> he's like yeah. guys guys it's a commentary on media demons <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's about the heckin cathedral begging people not to make their own formula in food deserts and i said baby formula because <laughs> i did that's how like completely lost i was i didn't even know it was about baby formula <laughs> Bird goes, I sort of get that, but what throws me off, pause, is the unreasonable numbers. It's like a really weird wager. <laughs> Where did he get the 120 from? <laughs> I guess because I drive like 200 miles sometimes just to get to Sarasota. It's like, I don't know, 200 miles is that that far? <laughs> <laughs> then I go, it's like a riddle a senile uncle would tell me at a family wedding during dinner. <laughs> bird yeah it is exactly that it may have a grand absolute truth behind it but it's delivered with so much mysticism <laughs> pause there were viral tweets this is where pause is trying to explain it to me there were viral t viral tweets probably fake the other day about people having to drive a hundred plus miles for formula and then uh uh bird wow <laughs> just bring back wet wet nursing <laughs> I Titties say on the brain. now, now I'm, now I'm, I, I'm like, I'm kind of lost and I don't want to get lost in the conversation. I'm just say, I'm not trying to play dumb. I literally do not understand it at all. <laughs> Bird. So yeah, the federal government is telling people do not make your own formula. And by that, that means people have to travel farther to get formula. And then I, <laughs> then I'm trying to re-anchor it into my, into, into the problem that I'm having with it. And I said, why does the teenager have a hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> which in retrospect is insane <laughs> so then bird's trying to explain it. so todd's analogy in the same and this is all happening all of these the, all of these dms happen within the span of like two minutes this is just like firing left after right so todd's analogy is the same idea but his analogy is more absurd than reality which is the exact situation where you should not need this analogy yes, <laughs> yes. that's like one of my favorite lines from this entire thing pause <laughs> because he needs a grilled cheese <laughs> Bird, bird. The analogy is more obscure than the reality, thus ruining the analogy. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really trying to like in my head explain to myself why I don't get oh it. Oh my god! And then, then I'm, then I say it's totally unnecessarily unnecessary to this whole thing. In parentheses, I think. <laughs> and then, then bird, you're. Well, I think the numbers are arbitrary. A hundred bucks is enough to buy a substantial amount of formula. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't get the hundred. <laughs> yeah. Buzz, the money the teen has is vestigial. <laughs> Everybody this, just this being themselves. People with three different shades of autism. Yeah, yes, exactly. Try, trying to like put the puzzle together, but the pieces don't fit. <laughs> then I go, yeah, but he doesn't ha need to have any money, does he? <laughs> And then Bird goes, like I said, the numbers are wildly arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> so you say he does if he wants to buy baby formula or a sandwich. <laughs> then you go, fuck the analogy car. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. Buzz goes, for the analogy, you need money at a restaurant. <laughs> then Bird, the, the analogy is insane. <laughs> Buzz, which I think is where the confusion comes in. <laughs> and then I say but you would just assume he had money if it wasn't mentioned question mark. <laughs> then Boz here adding onto his previous thought, which was, which I think is where the confusion comes in about the uh, analogy uh, for needing money at the restaurant. But then you say, but it's painfully extraneous. <laughs> 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 then Bert, 
To me, the confusion is that it's easier to explain why what's really happening is absurd, and the analogy is less sensical than the simple reality. It's <laughs> uh, very confusing. Then I keep you, trying to explain this to myself. Then you go, then you go, yeah, it's exactly that, pause, painfully extraneous. <laughs> and I go, painfully extraneous is a great description of the TL the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, and then Bird, uh, it's not a Todd take. And then you say Todd take colon oversimplification of the simple here. He is overcomplicating the simple evil Todd take Boz goes e- evil Todd be like, <laughs> this is maybe the best part of the whole thing. Evil Todd be like, here is senile nonsense instead of a mushy platitude. <laughs> but bird, you are nailing the language here. Pause. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh God. It, just, it goes on here. I mean, it's just, it, I mean, we, it, we, that yeah. is wild. Um, what do you say? I mean, that's crazy. <sighs> yeah. I, I, you know, and I still, I still don't understand the inclusion of the dollar amount. No, I know. And in fact, that's the next thing we were obviously wrong. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. But you said car. I'm reading again. I really and I really get it. The hundred bucks thing is completely and totally unnecessary. And I go, yes, exclamation point. And then you were like, he could have eleven dollars. It's about making a fucking piece of toast with the cheese on. But my point was that if you hadn't mentioned the money, it would be the same. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's just the money really caught me. There was just a lot of numbers in, For you lot, know, mostly comically because I'm thinking about how mu- much baby formula you can get with a hundred dollars. Well, I have no idea because I don't know what it costs, but <laughs> I mean, at the end of the lot. day, I feel as though analogies should, should shy away from hard numbers. And he included two very specific numbers in this. Yeah. Well, cause we have a problem car. Like that's our, I think Is that that's the autism. Cool. Yeah. I think most people read it and were like, yep, it's true. He's right. He's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I think most people read it and they were like, "Yo, yeah, give a man a fishing pole. He'll fish forever." Fish forever. Same idea. <clears throat> I'm gonna see how many likes and retweets this guy because I, I probably a lot. He has great numbers. Yeah, I know he really works it. He has uh, great numbers. Yeah. Five retweets, forty-two likes. Let's see what's go. Couple of these responses are. I wonder if there's anybody that's as bewildered as we are. Oh man, can I continue with the one that you posted in foreshadowing to the bewildering? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find it. Holy shit! I was laughing so hard at this. Fuck! I gotta find it. Uh, okay, so so anyway, we we kind of come to a conclusion here, and then Bird takes it upon himself to post another tweet that he finds on the timeline, and this is from some like <laughs> I, some chick in Pennsylvania or something like that. So yeah. so he posts this. Th- I've never I've never seen this chick before, and he posts it posts a tweet, and the tweet just says. People who think anarcho-capitalism doesn't work clearly haven't ever been to Austin, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Bird then posts, here's another bewildering one for you guys. I've, I've drooled at this for seven minutes now. <laughs> I, loved her, I loved her spirit. I didn't understand the tweet or the force that it was supposed to have. Then Bird goes, the only possible response is, you're right, I have not. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Go to Austin, wherever? Oh my god! (laughs) Then pause goes. Sorry, sorry, sweetie. Austin, Pennsylvania is literally not a real place. All in quotation marks. (laughs) Then Bird goes. Quote: You aren't a real libertarian unless you've been to Beaumont, Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Then pause goes. All in quotations, as if mimicking Rising Sun, Wisconsin. Population 46, unincorporated, <laughs> is the only real reactionary monarchy left in the world. <laughs> oh. Just ridiculous, man. Like, Austin, oh. Pennsylvania. That place Austin, is not fucking you're, real. You're right. I have not. <laughs> that place isn't real. That fucking place. <sighs> that, that's like the, the whole, that 10 minutes in the DM was the highlight yeah we i i've yeah. been campaigning to read more dms because we there's some ridiculous shit that happens it, it really is and i skipped like half of the shit oh. in there because like there's just for the sake of radio but like Wild. it was really funny holy moly oh my god i'm on a twitter you got anything break, else by the way. Or... yeah i'm on a twitter break i figure i'll announce oh that. yeah yeah well that's what's why is that i don't know just Zelensky. Like 
Uh, what does that mean? Are you Zelensky'd out? Do you have you had enough? I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Still, so. Why, why are we using him as a verb? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really. No. Want. I figure I'm gonna take a break till Childerberg. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little two week. Little hacienda or whatever. Staycation. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, we got to get some recording done at Childerberg. I, I hear Jake is bringing that thing that the two of you used to record in that graveyard. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that for Halloween. <laughs> did, yeah, any of that make, to... did any of that actually make the Halloween recording? I think it did, right? Oh, that yeah. That interspersed all of the bits. Yeah, yeah that's right. Great. That's right. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should get that up and running for sure. Uh, yeah. We should definitely do some walkthroughs. Yeah, uh, inspect people's sites. Through, so. We should put on like uh, really, yeah, like like like, like uh, starched uniforms and come in with sticks, like poking people's tents. <laughs> all, and, right, like, all right, all right, all right. Clean here? this up, ninety degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> we come in, yeah. We come in as forest service yeah, agents. Yeah, we should do that. All right, now normally we'd fuck you in the ass, but <laughs> DNR, <laughs> <Just> clean up. <laughs> normally we'd fuck you in the ass. <laughs> what do they do with the forest service? I, don't know, I fucking fuck hate people the forest in the ass, service. Hey. Right. Glorified beavers. Uh, we got a little mall sighting. Did we? Yeah, we did. Where? She's in Svestopol or wherever. Some fucking Ukrainian somewhere. Oh, dear Lord. She went to go and kiss Zelensky on the feet or whatever. Hold on. How did she get all the way over there? Wasn't Jeez. she in England? She walked, I should lock her ass down. I mean, the thing is, once you get into France, I mean, you can get through the EU... Jesus, without any paperwork being checked. Well, it's like a sorry board. Forget the paperwork, though. It's on foot. How long does it take to get across the entirety of Europe? Oh, she's got pretty big feet. Yeah, big gate. <laughs> Three or four weeks, okay. maybe, I guess. That's the last time we saw her. Yeah. We saw in, Last time we saw her in France, I think. And now she's in Sevisible. I thought wherever. we saw her in Belgium for that uh, climate summit. Yeah, I think that was before. Oh. I think that was before. We're really losing. We're tracking too many things. Can she drink? Can she go to, like, wine country in France? No, she's a Muslim. Yeah. Huh. A Muslima. <clears throat> so what is she doing in Ukraine? We got any updates on that? Or is she you know just what walking she's, around? She's fucking yeah. kissing Klaus Schwab's shoes. That's what she's doing. She sucks. Little Amal. <laughs> you suck. Go back to where you came from, little Amal. Syria? France. Yeah. I think she was made in France. Okay. The bowels of the UN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. But yeah, we got a little mall sighting uh, there. What else do we got? Did Joe Biden uh, do anything ridiculous recently? <laughs> anything be anything, anything bewildering? <laughs> anything bewildering with him lately? Man, I feel like there actually was something wild just a few days he ago. He skitzed out, there? right? There was yeah. another, yeah, sound bite that was super insane or something. Mm -hmm. I think they should all go back to where they we took them from, stuff like that. <laughs> he does that a lot. Um, the I, I'm just really trying to not discuss the psyop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not touching it with a ten foot pole. Right. At least not at this point. No, not at this time. cloud has passed. Uh-huh. I like how everybody got somber. Nah, nah. Yeah, no, can't do that. No, can't do we that. don't want to talk about can't that. No. That. Uh, how about this story here? We got to really make a decision on this fucking guy once and for all. Um, Hunter Biden's laptop password was analfuck69. No, it was not. <laughs> yes, it was, dude. No, it was not. Who said that? That's a... Oh. Well, it's from fucking what was John Lennon. By the guy who John Lennon? <laughs> no, John Levine, who is a who is a the PC reporter. Got into it, right? Uh, he got he got he got into it on the first try. The woman, <laughs> the woman Rachel Levine, who got hold of Rudy Giuliani's copy of the laptop um, from the guy who sold it for originally from the the laptop store. That's what uh, I'm this, saying. I thought that this was is, the dude who leaked it. But. No, uh, Miranda Devine is got to be either his wife, daughter, mother, related. Because this guy, oh no, 
His name is Levine. They're playing games, dude. It's another guy from the post talking about Miranda Devine's. Well, regardless, reporting. his password yeah, so was legitimately. It, well, this is the woman who's been reporting everything we know about the laptop. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's all either in that, it's in that same fact pool, whether it's true or not, it's all true or not. And uh, I choose to believe it's true. Anal fuck 69. Incredible. Great. It's a great. It's for him. It's great. It's a good fit. There was, you know, I'm remembering a time when I was over at a, a mutual associate's house, uh, you know, Hunter Biden is an art buyer. Um, he buys a lot of like mm, anal art, up and coming art. Yeah, pretty much same. Mostly yeah, anal. same idea. A lot of that. And the guy was like, "Yeah, Hunter Biden comes over um, to look at the paintings, and he's a decent guy. He's an all right guy." And I looked at another buddy of ours, and I like kind of like shrugged, and I was like, "I don't." I don't agree, but I've never met him, and this guy has. Yeah. And then what? I'm, now I'm thinking the guy is has a password analfuck69. He's not. He can't be a great guy. That is a, a douchebag password. Everything we know about him, he's probably one of the biggest pieces of shit on the planet. A major piece of Even shit. Even if you're not indulging the conspiracy theories like I do, nothing about what we really can actually literally confirm about him as true fact would lead you to believe he is anything other than the most massive asshole to have ever been in power in any capacity if his demon up there with lbj if his name had an umlaut over the u how would you feel about it better or worse (laughs) i don't understand the question (laughs) a little bewildering question to break things up (laughs) <laughs> that's all that was well you're right you uh, totally put practice. me off balance I don't know <laughs> I'm throwing you off that pause is off balance it's, it's time to attack let's go uh, alright yeah I figured uh, anal fuck 69 would be a bigger pop uh, uh, as we're appreciators of whimsy but I know he's not a decent guy that's all I'm saying no he's not a decent guy yeah he certainly seems a uh, friend of the show friend of the show Hunter Biden Hunter Biden <laughs> Hunter Biden <laughs> Oh God! What else we got going on? Um, not going to talk about that. Yeah, a lot of. And bullshit. then there's Roe v. Wade. Mm. Old Roe. Old Roe. Mm. How do you guys feel? Great. Carcampit, you're the only judge in Carcadia. How would you feel if a bunch of these snots were protesting outside of your house trying to change decisions? Man, I I don't suspect I'd feel too great about it. I don't think you would feel too great about it. Uh, Neither you know who doesn't feel too great about it? Justice Samuel Alito okay. and Justice Clarence Thomas. Justice Clarence Thomas said, this has ruined the trust among the court members. Ruined. It's ruined it. It's ruined it. Hmm. You think, Car Campit, uh, on the show today we're going to be talking about whether or not secession happens. Do you think, Car Campit, that if the federal government Supreme Court can't agree anymore... We we might maybe maybe just have to rethink things, or do you think that what I predicted two weeks ago that Joe Biden's going to move to stuff the courts is going to happen so that he can force consensus? Um, <clears throat> I mean, not you know, I think we're going to move towards some sort of breakup, but I don't know that it's going to be uh, like with parades. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be like uh, one state or region says, okay, we're officially seceded. I think it's just going to be a f- greater and greater ignoring of federal law um, and federal statute um, as we go forward. But I, as far as what this is doing, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't really know. Cause I, I think what's, I, what's going to force I, people apart part more more quickly is the economic situation not the social situation well, is, my, is yeah, my opinion good point yeah i wanted to ask about that um yeah. that so yeah uh the other thing is i've been seeing in relation to the breakup this phrase the the everything bubble mm-hmm. um and you were talking about it a little bit in the chat i barely had time to read it you're, you're seeing this 
And if you're seeing this everything bubble term, can you explain to me uh, where it's correct? And what actually is it for someone who's got yeah, no what do we? Context? Oh, yeah. Right. I've seen I've seen this since for 15 years. I mean, 10, 15 years, basically. Oh, since... I'm just seeing it now. Oh, yeah. No, no. This is a pretty this is a pretty common phrase. And no, I think it's quite correct. I mean, basically what what this um, what this is referring to. So, you know, back when we were younger in 2001, we had or 2000, 2001, we had what was called the dot com bubble, right, where. Um, easy money flowed towards these tech startups that many of them didn't provide value, but people were just slinging money at them because, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of them were just exploding. So it was an, it was, it was an attempting way to speculate and make a quick, you know, fortune. Um, so obviously, you know, nine, 80, 90, I don't know what percent, but a lot of them were just bullshit. And so eventually that breaks down and that's what happened during the, the dot-com bust. And then um, in order to recover from that, what looks like was engineered was basically a real estate bubble um, and lowering rates uh, and encouraging investment in housing, particularly to poor and lower middle class people as a means to uh, secure retirement. Because theoretically, you could you know, put a little bit of money down and, on a low rate and uh, – by the time you retired, maybe by the time you retired, you, you don't have a housing payment. Of course, you still have property tax and all that crap, but like you don't have a you, you have some equity. You have a house. Um, and that was a big thing through the 2000s. I don't know if you guys remember that. I certainly do. That was my, you know, as I was coming of age mm-hmm. and uh, it, it resulted in an unreasonable amount of money, much more than the market could actually handle flowing towards real estate. And then that broke down with a liquidity crunch in 2008, 2009, 2010. Um, but you know, and as we came out of that bubble, they, they, that is now they, they, they printed their way out of bubbles before, but that one was like unprecedented. The amount of money they brought into circulation to try to paper over that recession was truly outrageous. And that got Austrians up in arms saying much of the same things that they've said for a long time, but like at a fever pitch, because it was like, holy shit, like you guys, like, I don't know if you're really were because we don't share this interest like i know you're interested in this sort of stuff bird but like this isn't like a hardcore one of your interests but like back in 2000 and you might have been just a little bit young but like back in 2009 2010 2011 when they were doing qe1 and qe2 and qe3 and then what basically turned into what people call qe infinity where they're loading up the fed balance sheet uh with debt to the u.s government and just outright printing money um and increasing the monetary supply they did that and print tried to print their way out of the 0809 recession and that led to people calling the next bust the everything bubble because now rather than having segmented portions of the market that are experiencing unsustainable inflows of wealth you're really just increasing the money supply so everything that is valued in that money is probably been built with misallocated resources and when this busts then it's the everything bubble this is this is the one that's gonna cause like a massive uh repricing and reallocation of resources whenever this one busts and that's what the everything bubble is getting at uh some people use it a little bit haphazardly i think but the general point is you know if you believe in austrian economics and you know make it's it it's legitimate Uh, so this is just to now clarify, finally, one of those, another one of those things we've talked about many times today that goes around every now and again. Mm-hmm. I guess we are approaching an impending something's going to happen. But well, yeah, it got a, it, it got a, it got a another kick in the ass during COVID because of the sheer amount of money that got printed. That uh-huh. you know, some I don't remember what the numbers are, but I think something like forty percent of M two uh, supply is, is uh, was created since COVID. Like it's it's truly outrageous. Now a lot of that is hiding in assets that, um, because people aren't cashing them out, it doesn't really enter the so-called economy. Uh, so-called economy. The so-called economy, folks. We love our so-called economies. Um, so you know it's hiding in retirement accounts. So you know stuff that's not getting cashed out. Uh, right. but 
if somebody were to call, it would be like a bank run, essentially. Like if people were mm. s- like to start to sell these assets and stuff like that in mass, it, it would be um, a ridiculous crash. Probably. Right. Okay. And that, to, to which they may try to print more money and buy them up. You know, the federal government may try to buy them up. And, Fun. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a real pickle. I mean, on the legacy side, uh, it, it is they are in a real pickle because, you know, the and, and probably why this is coming to prominence is because in 2008, 2009, this so-called inflation rate by their own terms um, was not high. So they could, they had room to run with low interest, like hammering interest rates down into the ground and printing money because they didn't have inflation to worry about. But now they're, we're starting to see the, the markets falter and the inflation's at 8% that, they, that they'll say. And so, so the typical tools that they combat recessions with, which is printing money uh, uh, and lowering interest rates, are going to exacerbate the inflation, which is already really, really high. I mean, that's a high, high inflation rate. So Mm. now we're in a little bit of a pickle that we weren't in in the last 20 or 30 years in the previous recessions where they could just kind of like hit the gas. Right. And we got actual shortages, supposedly. Well, right. Yeah. Because because of regulation. I mean, yeah, they're they're starting to try to direct the economy. Supposedly. I mean, we can look around us and see actual real shortage for sure i bet all three uh, i see definitely prices shortages. going up uh, yeah, prices are going up um going there there are shortages uh you know speaking just on the from my work and stuff like that like yeah that like there there are products that are just unavailable um yeah, yeah. And, i'm seeing it in my industry too yeah yeah and, and uh you know in fact earlier i i hit happy hour with Meatbird. And we were talking with the bartender, and uh, which is why I was late. It wasn't because of work or anything like that. I was just barbered. Yeah, um, and uh, the she couldn't serve like one of the drinks because they couldn't they couldn't get one of the the, the ingredients. I can't remember what it was. Um, but uh, but and she said that like liquor prices are going wholesale liquor prices are going up quite a bit, and I I would assume it's some combination of fertilizer, um, gas, and maybe wheat. Grains, but uh, yeah. yeah, but then, you know, the, what happens is these prices start to go up and the government says, oh, we're going to come in and fix it. This happens with gas. It happened in the 70s with gas is the government is the prices go up and the government comes in. It's like, no, you can't charge that much. OK, well, then you you then you get shortages. That's how you get shortage. That's the the number one way to get shortages is try to regulate your way out of high prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I've, I've started to kind of develop a theory that we're just we're kind of in for a decade of increasing mediocrity. Um, you're going to go, yes. you're, you're just going to get poor service. You're going to go to places and half the menu's not available. I'm sorry. Let like this I, podcast lead the way. And let it lead the way. <laughs> we, we will lead, take your we will TLE leading the way into a decade of mediocrity. <laughs> Total mediocrity. Uh, a show yeah. you can expect. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, dude. A show you can expect. I love it, dude. I don't. I, I don't even know if we should add anything more onto that because that's no, a great place I, to wrap gonna, this thing it's, up. We are really going into a boring place. It sucks. It really yeah. does. Hazi, yeah. Hazi, mm. do me a favor and give me all of your plugs because you did something very interesting. You did a watch along. Yes. Uh, recently, um, myself and the Art of Darkness podcast did a live commentary on 2001: A Space Odyssey. Uh, we did it via Twitter Spaces, which was a little hard to engineer, just so that we had our actual audio track so we could release it on demand, and then also do it within a Twitter space, but, you know, we were working on that, we're going to do a few more of them, those are really good guys, check them out, artofdarkness.com, artofdarknesspod.com, one of those two, you'll find it. Uh, Yeah. Very cool. cool. Car camping. Did you do anything? You've been no. kicking around, doing anything, no. and now you're offline, and now you're taking a break. Mediocrity, baby. Welcome. Wow. Welcome. Leading the way. Expected. 
All right, well, we're getting down to it. I guess next week is our last podcast before Childerberg. I'm excited to see everybody there. Um, I think I'm going on with uh, here in like 15 minutes with uh, uh, Eric from Rebel with a Cause. Uh, let's talk about Childerberg. And um, so, anyway, Childerberg.com. If you haven't got the tickets or whatever, go get them. Uh, and we'll see you for one last episode before we see you in person and drink a little wine together. And until then, keep two hands on the wheel. Hell yeah.